Hi, I'm Anna Ng, founder of Client-Centric Property, a full-time property agent, recipient of Top 10 Achievers Award of ERA Realty Network and a mother of two girls. From a girl with inferior complex to a lady with self-confidence, my clients and friends sometimes feel I am a yaya papaya, but yet they love the strong vibe in me. And this show, I will share with you my struggles on juggling family and work, overcoming them, building my self-confidence and gaining the respect of my family, clients and friends. Welcome to the Client-Centric Property Show. Welcome to Client-Centric Property Show. I'm Anna and in this episode, I'll be sharing with you on Selling the House of a Widow. Many years ago, I have a friend who referred me her friend who happened to be a widow. The husband just passed away due to cancer. So the house has just reached its minimum occupation period, commonly known as the MOP of five years. And it's a five-year-old HDB four-room flat high floor in Jurong West near the MRT. For her, she called up many agents, but no one replied to her. Inside her house, she's got a huge stack of agent, agents' flyers, but none has replied to her after hearing that her husband just passed away. What happened was, before she decided to sell, she was still holding back onto the apartment. She was thinking she couldn't bear to sell the unit yet. But it seems that her mother-in-law went crazy and started to give her crappy stuff, such as coming to the unit to terrorize her, asking her if the son left any money because the money should go back to the mother. And next, the mother-in-law raided all the cabinets for all signs of abalone and shark's fins and brought them home, insisting that all this belongs to her son and the daughter-in-law is not supposed to have any of it. The final straw came where she kept bringing male tenants to come in to take a look at the unit and say that she has the right to rent out the rooms where my client is obviously a single lady staying in the flat alone after the husband died. It's really not convenient for her to rent out the rooms to single men. What exactly is going on? After facing all this for two to three months after the husband passed away, my client decided maybe it's time to sell the house. She confided in me after the husband was diagnosed with cancer. He has been through chemotherapy and whatever kind of treatments in the hospital and all the bills in the house fell on her shoulders solely. Not just that, it includes the medical bills and that wiped out a lot from her savings. After two years of cancer, the husband eventually died recently. And this is what the mother-in-law is giving to her. Of course, the mother-in-law definitely must have felt really sad and devastated and that's why she reacted such. But I realised that in this world, there are really stories of such in-laws and family and daughter-in-law and this is not just a drama show in the TV that we watch in Leisure for entertainment, but really, we have people suffering bad after the spouse has passed away. And while the poor widow was just recollecting her emotions after the sudden death of her husband, the mother-in-law didn't give her peace as a woman who has just lost her husband. So, in this situation, 
where do I come in to help? Because I got my diploma of legal studies and ever worked in the law firms drafting court documentation, I helped her to look through all her documents and make sure that all her papers are done and fulfilled for the government and the HDB before and also checking that before she's ready to sell her house. And also, we quickly did up the calculation for her to make sure that she's financially soluble to sell before marketing the unit for her and such that eventually she'll have enough money to buy the next house on her own. Not long after one to two weeks of marketing her unit, her unit was sold very quickly to a Malaysian couple with one son. For the key takeaway, I would like to share with you today is 1. For special cases of deceased matters, we always have to check thoroughly before we help the customers to dispose of their flat. Imagine if the names and everything has not been clarified yet and then we immediately sell off the property. It will pose to have many problems later with the HDB for documentation and to fulfill the MOP or maybe some parts of the eligibility wasn't, wasn't quite there. So we always have to make sure all this is checked before we proceed. Two, always check with the remaining owner of the unit if they are really really emotional to let go of the house because we don't want to give them the unduly pressure in case later on they regret they shouldn't have sold off this home after all. This is the place where it helped the memory of them and the loved ones. 3. It's not really important if we don't get to sell the property. After all, if they find that we are the good agent, they will still find us back again for other cases, not just this one. So, thinking back about this customer, why, why do you think she has to come to look for me? Maybe in the first place, I wondered, after calling through so many agents through their flyers, no one replied to her. I asked her why. She said, after I tell them, my husband passed away. It's a weird thing that none of the agents wanted to take up her case. Maybe they were worried that the papers of, of death certs and everything will become very sticky. And so, no one wanted to come forward to help. 2. For sticky cases, most agents will hide. They don't want to be in touch. They would rather do the easier cases that move a bit faster. Perhaps that's why. 3. Along the way, when I helped her to market the unit, I did face some difficulties. A difficulty such as, buyers ask, why is the owner so young, below 35, but she managed to own a flat herself? Well, I have to tell them that it's because the husband recently passed away. Oh, passed away? Due to what reason? Did he die in the house? Well, if the buyers ask me this question, I have to answer. And so I told them, no, the husband, according to the seller, did not die in the house. He died in the hospital. Then again, they asked, oh, why did he die then, so young? The husband died of cancer. Of course, then, of course, we have buyers who think, maybe this agent is lying to me. 
Maybe the, the seller died in the house. Maybe the seller didn't die of cancer. But maybe the seller died of committing suicide in the house. All kinds of reasons and answers will spring up from the mouth of the buyer. But in such cases, it's always good when we have an agent to take care of all these rumors and gossips and hide them away from the seller to prevent her from feeling more pain of selling the house. Don't you agree? My job is to filter out all the unnecessary comments and then let the seller know what is the eventual offer and check for the seller if the buyer is really soluble enough to sustain the loan and payments so that the completion could be smooth. Well, I've come to the end of my story and I hope you have gotten some interesting key takeaways from me. And wish to connect with me via Facebook, do click on my Shopee link in my show notes here. I look forward to seeing you in my next episode sharing more tips and stories on embarrassing moments. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so honoured to have you here. If you like to keep going and you want to know more about our mentorship, training programmes and done-for-you services, visit me over at soulrichwoman.com S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com And if you happen to get this episode from a friend or a family member, do subscribe to our email list because once you're subscribed, you become one of my Soul Rich Woman family. Remember, if your mind can perceive, you shall conceive. Sending you my confidence and I speak to you soon.